1: where every week I help you grow capacity, increase funding, and to advance mission. Now that might be the mission of the nonprofit that you are currently working at, or if you're a nonprofit consultant or freelance grant writer, the many different missions that the nonprofits that you serve have. All right guys, so we have an exciting uh, podcast episode for you today. And it is the third out of four of our series of our nonprofit consulting series. If you missed episode 219, you are definitely going to want to go back to that and also 225. In episode 219, I have Mazarine Trays and Mandy Pierce on the podcast to talk about how much you should work on versus in your nonprofit consulting business. And then in episode 225, they join me again to talk about the job market out there. How realistic is it to get work right now as a nonprofit consultant? A uh, little uh, spoiler alert, it's very, very good to get work right now. So definitely check that out. Um, and in the show notes, I'll give you link to both of those episodes. So go over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 229 to get those links as well as to hear about the Nonprofit Consulting Conference. Yes, I've been talking about this a lot on the the podcast recently because it's a huge deal. It is a two-day virtual conference. It is going to be amazing. We have 10 speakers, absolutely amazing. And this Nonprofit Consulting Conference is presented by Foundant Technologies. We're really excited because we're gonna have so many people attending. We even have a networking session. And this is a really rare event because there's not much out there actually for nonprofit consultants. So if you love the tidbits that you're hearing about in this series for this podcast, then you are definitely gonna wanna join and for the next few days before July 31st, you could save a hundred bucks off your ticket. So definitely jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash two two nine for all of the links and to join the nonprofit consulting conference. Okay, so for today's episode, I have Mazarine Trays from Wild Women Fundraising and Mandy Pierce from Funding for Good back on the podcast. And today we are gonna talk about how to get clients. Yes, we're going to talk about how to actually get referrals, what your ideal client is and how you determine who you're speaking with, um, if that is your ideal client or not, and so much more. You are definitely going to want to tune into this if you're thinking about going into nonprofit consultancy or if you want to grow your business. And of course, a word from our sponsor, GrantWriting and Funding. Please do check out GrantWritingandFunding.com to join our free Hub Haven, which has a ton of free resources for grant writing, for five steps to become a freelance grant writer, and to get your nonprofit position to get grants. We have a ton of resources in our hub, um, so you can definitely join that for free at GrantWritingandFunding.com. All right, guys, let's get into today's episode with Mandy and Mazarine. We are going to be talking about, and I'm saying we, because I have two other beautiful ladies on the line with me and on the call with me today to discuss really about um, you know, bringing in nonprofit clients, right? And that's the thing is, how do I get clients? How, you know, how do I even go? Or even if you've already been in nonprofit consulting for a while, you may be going, how do I bring in a continual base? Maybe I lost one of my big VIP clients recently. How do I bring in uh, more clients? You know, the nonprofit industry is changing a little bit. Like, how do I tap into that? Um, so definitely I have with me Mandy Pierce and Mazarin Trays. Um uh, Mandy- we're Freddie from Good, Freddie for Good, and has two decades of experience in nonprofit consulting um, with strategic planning, grant writing, and so much more. And Mazarine Trays has, she's been able to help thousands of people ask for more. Nonprofit com- consultants actually step up to the plate, ask for more, really re- design a business that they love. So welcome, ladies, back to the show. Because this is a part of our nonprofit <laughs> consulting series. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. So- And I love it because we also have, if you haven't heard yet, our Nonprofit Consulting Conference coming up, and that is presented by Founded Technologies. We are so excited about that. August 25th and 26th, you guys are definitely going to want to show up um, and sign up and get registered before all those slots are filled. So we definitely have early bird prices still that you guys are going to want to get in on. So um, uh, check out nonprofitconsultingconference.com. All right. So I just want to go ahead and open it up. So talking about getting clients, and we do have a lot of in our nonprofit consulting conference as well, way more depth, Jenny Hargrove. She's a marketing expert. She's going to be talking about this specifically. We also have some other great sessions. I'll be talking about how to get referrals, but just in general, can we go ahead and
2: touch on that? Because I know it's a huge thing is how do I get clients? So Mazarin, do you want to kind of open on that? Yeah, sure. So I'm not just a person who's worked in the nonprofit sector and a consultant. Um, I'm also a certified woman-owned business. And so uh, in the pre pandemic times, I taught uh, at Metro, Oregon Metro, which is a regional government here in Oregon. It's really unique. Um, I taught small businesses how to get government contracts, and I had a government contract to do that. And I'm going to go back to doing it this year, and I'm very excited about that. Yes. Um, and so uh, one of the things that I was able to do in my classes is is take a sampling of all of the entrepreneurs in the room and say, where do you get new business? hmm and the number one way for folks was referrals. And it still is, as far as I can tell. And so I'm really happy that you, Holly, are going to be talking about that. Um, we're also going to have uh, Andy Robinson talk about how presenting can be so powerful for your business. And one of the people that's in my mastermind right now I got from speaking on a webinar. And um, you know, I speak in lots of webinars. I know, Mandy, you do as well. Mandy, would you like to take the rest of this
0: question? I think a big question that I always have folks at answer before they can figure out where to get clients is identifying who is your ideal client. Yes. If you, There's a lot of people who will pay you for work, but they may not be the people that you want to work with. And if you don't know that because you're just starting out or you're just getting a business off the ground, I promise you after a year or two, you will quickly learn who your ideal clients are not. And sometimes it just takes that experience and and learning the hard way because even the three of us being super experienced, we can tell you some types of people you may not want to work with, but we may not know your exact ideal client because it's all about personality and what are your areas of expertise and what can you really provide for people to help determine who's the best fit for you. And um, that is some stuff that I learned over the years, maybe a little bit the hard way. And now I am very clear on who they are and how to bring them in and how to attract them and how to give them the right opportunities to engage with me as opposed to like free 15 minute call. That's not my ideal client most of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, Holly and I joke about this sometimes, but when people say, can I take you to lunch and pick your brain? That's not my ideal client most of the time. Right? (laughs) Right. Occasionally this it is, might turn so into it. In my brain.
1: <laughs> so yes.
0: <laughs> Are you a zombie? Because yeah. no thank you. <laughs> um, or Hannibal Lecter, you know. Um, so there's a lot of information that you're gonna want to think through, right? If somebody comes to you and your first email from them is, hey, so we're a nonprofit. Do you have a nonprofit discount? That's probably not your ideal point. Mm -hmm. right? If somebody comes to you and says, we just started and we, we have a $10,000 operating budget again, that's probably not your ideal client. And there's a whole bunch of other things to consider. Um, And, and part of that just depends on where you are in the services you're providing, right? So the three of us work with folks that are already potentially consultants or thinking about being consultants. That's part of our business. It's one of our revenue streams. So those are not like, I'm not working with, beginner nonprofits. Like I'm not helping people establish nonprofits. I'm not working with founders most of the time, unless they're founders that are looking to create succession plans because they're exiting the organization. Um right. So I have a very different type of ideal client. I know other consultants who their bread and butter is founders and beginner nonprofits. It's, that's their thing, right? It's not my thing, but I have already decided who they are. Mazarine, you probably have a list of who you do and don't want to work with, who your ideal clients are. Holly, I know you do, we've talked about it. Um, And and there's a lot of different ways to weed them out.
1: Absolutely. And I, you know, and that is such a good thing to be like, it's not just about getting them, like, especially like, I just work with nonprofits. I'm always like, what type of nonprofit? (laughs) Like, what is your... You know if you're going to do grant writing do you have a certain type of you know industry or subject matter that you're passionate about or have experience in maybe you just work with nonprofits that focus on um youth you know what i mean so there's so you can really and then they say oh if i niche down no i'm gonna no i'm not gonna get enough clients and i'm like oh no 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 no. you know there's a part of the riches and the niches and you know and all of that but um you know so can you kind of touch on that a little bit too as far as like niching down because I do think that's really overlooked sometimes. It's not even maybe not a subject matter, but maybe what you specifically want to do. Like you you mentioned, yeah. they only work with like startups and that's their thing, right? You know, so that could be a yeah. huge revenue growth.
0: Well, so like you work with uh, grant writing, right? That's how my company got started was we only did grant stuff, right? And now I hardly ever do grant stuff. I do lots of grant education. I have tools on my website, resources for people for grants. We have blogs, we have videos, we have webinars, we have all this stuff to support that, but it's not really what I wanna do anymore. We've grown past that as a company and we're doing with other things, right? But when I was grant writing a lot, I, my messaging was US-based nonprofits. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to write grants for people in other countries. I did not want to teach them how to do it. I didn't want to do research for them. Like that wasn't where I wanted to work. Um, I worked with a client who wanted to start a nonprofit consulting company in a particular state. And the only thing she wanted to do was serve um, nonprofits in the arts industry in that state. That's it. That's the only people she wanted to write grants for. And I was just like, that is super specific. (laughs) Um, You know, that's going to be like a very small niche of people that you're hoping to be your ideal client. So that's a very specific type of targeted messaging. Um, And so, yeah, there's a whole bunch of questions around that. Mazarin, what kind of questions do you ask when you start to determine your ideal clients?
2: That's a really good question. I'd say I go back to what satisfies me the most and what it's become over the last decade that I've been consulting, um, has been personal development and personal growth, and I love helping women specifically in between the ages of their 30s to their 50s and 60s, kind of go from, you know, what they've been doing for years that's not making them feel alive anymore, and I don't say happy for a very specific reason, we'll talk about that later, um, and into, you know, what brings out their um, the joy in their eyes and the smile in their hearts Mm -hmm. and you know um, for me like that is so satisfying and rich and I feel like the journey as an entrepreneur has been a personal development journey for me so as an example I um, came from some nonprofit environments that were pretty toxic and so for the first several years of my business I was just really full of anger and that really helped fuel my business and so if you're angry that you've been in a bad place or if you're sad you know that's a wonderful place to start a business from because your anger is actually your self-esteem asserting itself Mm -hmm. and you should be angry if you've been mistreated Mm -hmm. and then i started getting interested in workplace bullying and then i started going down that rabbit hole and then you know i started doing presentations about that and then i started looking at you know how can i truly benefit the world with my personal anger Mm -hmm. and my personal knowledge of this so whatever your pain is one of the things that um a guy who wrote man's search for meaning victor frankl said because he lived through the holocaust and his whole family died he said you know to find meaning in your suffering you know then allows you to go on so we've all been suffering for the last several years and i can't help but think you know this is the meaning in our suffering is to really truly find what it is that makes us most satisfied and then continue to do that work as much as we possibly can so um, I started doing online conferences in 2015. I started thinking about how can we do people self-empower at work in their um, fundraising careers. And then I also started doing a nonprofit leadership summit in 2016 to also talk to people about bosses saying here's how you can save money and make more money by treating people better. Um, and I did that for several years. And then I stopped. It's a lot of work to run a conference. Hello. And we're doing it again. And this time I feel like this time is going to be even more interesting because I've never before focused 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 on just nonprofit consultants, and I'm starting to realize that they are my ideal client because the people I've worked with for the last several years have been having these transformational experiences that my other clients, they were happy with, like the money that we got, this is really benefiting you personally when you do this inner work, and that really turns me on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love that because,
1: yeah, you're like really examining you know, different trends going on and also looking at within yourself and and taking on different emotions and different and justifying a lot of those too, to say it's okay to feel this way and I can use it to change my life and I can use it to grow. So, I mean, definitely that is a part of finding your ideal services, your ideal situation, and your ideal clients, right? So it really is about not just getting out there and throwing out a bunch of Facebook ads and just saying, I'm available for hire, but (laughs) not that any of us have ever done that. And then to really kind of like dig back and say who do I wanna serve? And I, and I like to mention this too, is like when you're um, you know, meeting as a nonprofit consultant, you're meeting with maybe a board of directors, I want you to put on the hat, do I wanna hire them as a client? <laughs> and kind of spin it around because that is going to be really important. Um, you want to be able to show up hundred percent. And if you don't feel like you can, it might not be a good fit. You might not be charging enough. You might be not be doing this certain type of work that you want to do. So those are all kind of, you know, green lights, like as far as um, that. Um, but yeah, I just want to, um, you know, kind of talk about this just a little bit more because I think it's important and just to stay on that, that marketing of who your, who your client is, how do you get those clients in the door? And I know, so we're definitely going to talk about referrals. but those that I liked what Mandy said about the 15 minute free call, right? Can we talk about the 15 minute free call just for a minute because that might be I see that as one of the most popular trending things that I see nonprofit consultants doing right now to try to get clients. So uh, Mandy, did you want to touch on that real quick?
0: Yeah, so Mazarine said something earlier that it it really aligns with my experience doing free 15-minute calls because I did it, right? Everybody does at some point in their career, they're like, ooh, let's put a button on the website. Talk to me. And um, what i found was my goal in that was to get people to book calls that wanted to talk about how I could serve them, how they could work with me, i.e. how they could pay me, right? Um, And what ended up happening was 90% of the people I talked to ended up, wanting free information. And as much as I could give them in 15 minutes, and then they had no intention of hiring me. They didn't have a budget to hire me. They were never going to hire me. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what I would experience would, was anger. I'd get on a call and I'd be so annoyed and pissed off and frustrated. And then I'd get off the call and I'd be more annoyed because I knew I had another call coming up. Mm -hmm. And so two years ago, we decided we revamped the website, which we do every three years. And we said, We're taking all that stuff down and it made it much more difficult for people to book time with me and almost all the ways people can book time with me involve them securing that with a payment, Mm -hmm. but the ones that don't they have to go through a very specific process fill out an intake form tell me specifically what their budget is what they're hoping to take away from the call, and it's for very specific services that they can then book a call for me. And now I don't care if people can on-demand consultation with me for an hour and want to talk about the color of the sky. I'm happy to do it because you've paid for my time, yes. right? Yes. Whatever. Um, and so it, it took it from a place where, yes, I want to talk to people. And yes, I want to make sure we're a good fit, but I'm not just going to do that for three hours a day because well, I'm a nonprofit and how do you know if I'm a good fit if you don't give me time to talk to you? Well, uh, if I did that with everybody that's on my mailing list, I would never get anything else done. Yeah. So, you know, there has to be a process. And if you're like, you know, but I think I'm going to be doing it differently than you did. Great. I it out. See how it works for you. I hope that you get all the clients that you want from that. But I have yet to talk to a consultant who has had the most glowingly wonderful experience from that and is still doing it. After a couple of years. So, <laughs> my experience.
1: Yes, and I love it. And Mazarine and I are like fist pumping in the background and doing little happy dances as you're talking. So, I know you want to jump in, Mazarin. So, please,
2: please add to it. Oh my God. I just got so excited. I moved my whole table. Um, yes. <laughs> so, like you, you talked about this very important thing, which is called qualifying leads. <laughs> and that's what you're doing. You're saying, Just like in major gifts, does this person have the capacity to give a significant amount for our organization that will justify the amount of time I spend with them? And you wouldn't ask somebody who's giving a dollar a month in monthly giving necessarily to give you a $10,000 gift. You probably wouldn't. They probably, maybe they don't have the means, or maybe it's a test and you find that out. But the way you find that out, is you have them fill out a survey. And there's like software to do this, like Smart does this um, and other ones. And once they fill out that survey, that's a great opportunity for you to be like, now put your money where your mouth is. You know, like, oh, you say you wanna invest in yourself? Go for it. Do you have $12,000 to invest in yourself? Now we're gonna talk. If you don't, then, you know, I have an array of resources for you. I've written over a thousand blog posts over the years. I have courses, I have books. You can just go to town with all my free resources. You're not missing out. But if you really want to work with me, you need to uh, really value the time that I've put in to build up this knowledge. Yes.
0: Yeah. I gotta tell you ladies, I had this experience the other day and I swear, it's the first time I've been like, I wanted to jump through the phone with this guy I was talking to. He got on the phone with me, he booked a call, booked a consultation, paid for it, right? And it's a consultation, it's very specific. It says what it is, he had to fill out a form and tell me what he wanted to talk to me about. Mm -hmm. He had his team of two other dudes on the call and super just, I mean, these people are never gonna listen to this podcast. And even they do, I'm not saying their names, just some Mm -hmm. old white dudes with some super old, you know, ways of thinking. And in the middle of the call, because I wasn't telling this guy what he wanted to hear, I was answering his question, but not telling him what he wanted to hear. He said, well, no, I think I need you to move away from that type of answer. And I need you to, you know, this is an interview and we're trying to decide if we're going to want to work with you, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, can we take a step back, please? This is not an interview. (laughs) This is a consultation for which you paid for my time. I'm not interviewing for anything. I promise. (laughs) Because if we were, I'd be interviewing you to see if I even want you to be my client. Oh my word, what is wrong with people? Um, But yes, there's so many different ways to qualify folks. Just because somebody pays for a service from you doesn't mean you have to take them on as a client for any other service ever. And yeah, so there's a lot of ways you can qualify. them. And like Mazarin said, YouTube channel, blogs, free downloads, templates, webinars, whatever. There's a thousand ways for people to engage with you and decide, do I want to work with this person? But when you actually want to work with a real consultant, you need to have the resources to do it. That's yeah. money. Not just Tom, yeah. but money. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. And are- what you're talking about again, Mandy is boundaries. Yes. And you don't get good boundaries until you work on yourself because our society really encourages us to not have good boundaries. Yeah. So I agree so you that. have to do that inner work as well as the outer work to be a good consultant. Yes. I love that, you know, and I just I'm so full, fully
1: supportive of that. And like Masri mentioned, like I used to do the free things. I used to, and I would pay for a babysitter to watch my girl, and then I'd yes. go to the coffee shop, and then people wouldn't show up.
0: Oh my God! Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's it's, and then I said, and then it was like, well, Holly, I don't want to pay for you to. I don't want to pay for a coaching session. I just want to pick your brain, as you mentioned, and that's why I started calling my consulting sessions was pick my brain, and it's. for you just to show up before I leave. Well, before you can even book it, you have to pay first. So um, it's definitely something that has helped me free up a lot more time and get way more qualified leads and, you know, cause they're putting some skin in the game from the beginning and, you know, it's, it just really, and I feel more respected and valued and I don't feel angry cause I also felt angry. Um, <laughs> so, and that's very natural. I think, you know, as you know, well, we are, we're like, wait a second, this is our business. This is our time. It's important and it is valued. So
0: um, definitely. And one of the things we're going to talk about in my session is how to write the correct verbiage in your contracts to make sure that you're not, spending time with clients that you're not being compensated for so if that's something you're looking for with this whole valuing your time we're going to talk about that in my session so i can't
2: i can't wait to learn from you (laughs) i can't wait to learn from you mandy i'm so excited that's going to be awesome yeah that's going to be so valuable
0: like
1: right there people will automatically just save money just by having that so i i can't wait to listen to that and learn from you as well, because man, that is a life. That's a lesson that takes like a long time. And it takes so much exhaustion out of you that now you guys won't have to necessarily get there. Even you'll get ahead of it. So, wow, that's going to be amazing. So, all right. So this has been a great topic today. Thank you ladies for coming on the Grant writing and funding podcast during our series of nonprofit consulting. I know you guys listening out there have gotten a lot of takeaways today. And if you want to get more, come to the nonprofit consulting conference. And that is, presented by Founded Technologies. And it it's August 25th and 26th. You guys will be amazed. You're going to love it. You're going to get so much out of it so you can go forward and really be confident when approaching clients and going out there and marketing and, you know, really not putting yourself and destroying your value away, but really stepping into your, into your higher self and to say, okay, I at my time is valued and respect yourself. So I love it so much.
0: Any final words before we close out today, ladies? Looking forward to seeing you all online.
2: Yes, cannot wait. Cannot wait. This is going to be the best. The more we do of this, the better I get excited about it. <laughs> All right, once again, check out nonprofitconsultingconference.com.
1: I hope to see you guys there. I hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast. I had so much fun recording it with Mandy and Mazarin, and we are going to have so much fun at the Nonprofit Consulting Conference coming up. August 25th and 26th. You are definitely gonna to want to join in that. If you're thinking about becoming a nonprofit consultant or if you already are one, you're def- that is your tribe. <laughs> so jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 229 for all of today's show note links, show notes links as well as the link to join the nonprofit consulting conference. And if you love this podcast, please do subscribe and leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. As when you leave reviews, it really does help other people find the podcast. I have a great episode in store for you next week. You guys are going to be blown away. We're going to talk about communicating with your donors in a very authentic way. It is amazing. I'll see you then. Bye-bye.